Hello and welcome to my live stream. This is Brian Foster of nwspiritism.com. Today, Tuesday, January 12th, we're talking about a wander in the spirit land. And we're on chapter five, Spirits on the Earth Plane. Now this is by the spirit friend Cecil. He was a very successful person, kind of a raconteur, intellectual, didn't really believe uh, in God so much. He was raised in the Catholic Church, but he rejected it because of all the hypocrisy he saw. He was not a very nice person to, to women, per se, but then he found the love of his life. And then after he found her, he died rather quickly after he met her. And he was very reluctant and very sad when he was parted from her in the spirit world. And she had then promised that she was, when she was still incarnated that she would watch over him and try and help him and that has been his kind of his guiding light to help him through his whole spirit process now as spirits as we know that he could have just gone his own way tried his best knowing that life is eternal we're immortal spirits and he would have met with her later on but this was probably a trial for both of them in some ways to help both of them mature spiritually in their spiritual life and in their physical life so now Oh, and before I forget, please, please uh, subscribe to my channel, hit the bell and hit the like. It will definitely help us get more people to read about and learn about the spirit world, the other spirit, the side, the other side of the of the veil, as, as the Reverend G. Vowell has said and other people have said, and how that we're immortal spirits and we reincarnate in life after life and we are go through trials based on our karma in previous lives and sometimes our karma in this life too okay chapter five spirits of the earth plane the time came at last for me to leave the house of hope and go forth strong in the lessons i had learned there wait before i start that i think i'll see if i can um someone asked if i could show what i'm reading and one book on sundays i cannot because that is on Kindle. And let's see application window. Here we go. Let's see how this works. Okay. And we'll show and stream right here. Let's, let's hide this. Show and stream. And let's go here. Now, I hope, I know it's not very big uh but hopefully it's big enough that you can make it out so i will keep reading and hopefully this will help as we go through okay the time came at last for me to leave the house of hope and go forth strong in the lessons i had learned there to work out my atonement on the earth plane and in those lower spheres to which my earthly life had sunk me now he'd been in the house of hope he had just been almost prostrate on his on his bed um, he couldn't hear very well, he couldn't see very well, and he took a long time to recover spiritually. And of course, when you recover spiritually, you recover your, your paraspiritual body and you, you become healthier spiritually, more mature. I'll carry on. Eight or nine months have elapsed since I had died and I had grown strong and vigorous once more. I could move freely over the great sphere of the earth plane. My sight and my other senses were so far developed that I could see and hear and speak clearly. The light around me now was that of a faint twilight or when the night first begins to dawn into the day. 
To my eyes, so long accustomed to the darkness, the dull light was very welcome. Though after a time I grew, I grew so to long for the true day to dawn, and that this dull twilight was most monotonous and oppressive. Now he's still, he's he's certainly not in the levels of heaven. He's down at the he's down in the umbral or the lower zone, into where this the house of hope was. They also call it the house of suffering because people who had suffered had been there. Very smart guy, Princess. So. So, because those countries which are situated in this, that third circle of the earth plane, our first sphere, are called the twilight lands. And of course, we call it, um, in spiritism, we call it the lower zone. And it is thither that those spirits pass whose lives have been too selfish and material to allow their souls to reach any higher state of development. Even these twilight lands, however, are a degree above those haunting spirits of the earth plane who are literally earthbound to their former habitations. Now, so there are a lot of spirits that they, they go into. So, so it's it's kind of strange, right, to think that there is this, this spirit world all around us and there's these colonies of heaven above us. And you can't see them, right, because the, the city knows so large above Rio de Janeiro. You look up and it's just the sky. So we have to remember, we exist in different dimensions. The spirit, the physical dimension is a subset of the spiritual dimension. And, this, and the physical dimension and spirit dimensions have different dimensions within themselves. They're further congregated. So if the spirits who are on, who die and stay on the earth plane in the lower zone, but they're on the crust of the earth, they are still tied materially to the earth for some reason. They weren't criminal enough or bad enough to go down into the dark abyss, which is more of like a hell or purgatory, I should say, nothing's eternal. But then other people then can walk up and go into this umbral, they call it Portuguese or lower zone, and there's cities and there's places, but it's still twilight and the vegetation's pretty sparse and ugly and the towns are, you know, decay is, uh, decay is probably the operative word of most of these towns, whereas beautiful and majestic is the operative word of, of Towns in heaven. Okay, I'll carry on. My work was to, to begun upon the earth itself, and in those haunts which men of the world call the haunts of pleasure. Though no pleasure is so fleeting, no degradation so sure, as to that which they produce even during the earthly life. And now I found the value of the teachings and the experience I had gained during my stay in the house of hope. Temptations that might once have seemed to me were such no longer. I knew the satisfaction such pleasures give and the cost at which they alone can be bought. And thus in controlling a mortal, as I often had to do, I was proof against the temptation such control offered of using his body for my own gratification. So again, spirits can on the lower plane, if they so choose to, if let's say you're in a bar and you're drinking, a spirit can be next to you, you don't feel them, and they can kind of absorb themselves into your body and they can feel the pleasure of the alcohol, drinking the alcohol or smoking or whatever you're doing. Few people yet in their earthly envelopes understand that spirits can and very often do take such complete possession of the bodies of mortal men and women that for the time it is as that earth body belonged to the disembodied and not the embodied spirit. There you go. Of course, he says exactly spiritism says. Many cases of so-called temporary madness are due to the controlling power of very low spirits of evil desires, our frivolous minds, who are, through the weakness of will or other causes, put into complete 
report with the embodied spirit whose body they seek to use. So now, this is true. And um, there is a good portion, not all a lot of it's called by physical or other problems, of people with psychiatric problems, mental problems that are caused by spirits who are obsessing you most of the time because of things, wrongs you have done against them and they want justice. So they think they're doing good work in, in making your life as miserable as possible. Now, other spirits are trying to tell them this is not the way to do this. Reincarnation, karma, let Jesus and the spirit world work out what you need to learn. And actually those obsessing spirits are only hurting themselves because they're, they're retarding their own progress. But be that as may, that's what happens. So when, when people have these problems and, and the, there's these obsessions and so forth, the best thing to do is meditate and pray. Pray for the spirits that are hurting you, that are bothering you. Pray for them. Do as much good as you can. They, that will be recognized. And eventually, the more you pray and you don't give in to their uh, suggestions of drinking or doing other you know, bad things for yourself, they will leave you because they know what they're asking for doesn't work, just like the bullies on the playground. If you ignore them, they don't get any, um, any fun out of bothering you, right? That's what they want a lot of the times. So those are things to think about. There are spiritist hospitals, psychiatric hospitals, where they use medicines, um, but as, uh, they also use mediums to find out what is the spiritual cause of what is bothering that person. Now, there aren't any of these spiritual hospitals in the United States yet. I wish someone would create one. They are in Brazil, and they've had wonderful success with addiction and uh, obsession and other things where they get down to the truth. And, and just think of uh, addiction or alcoholism, where you've got these spirits who are alcoholics who died and still want that feeling of alcohol because in their mind they need it, and they'll absorb themselves. So this poor person who wants to stop drinking well, in his mind, he'll have messages saying, no, get another drink. Come on, get another drink. I want to fill that drink. It's very, it's, once you have an addiction, it's very hard to get rid of because of that, right? Other spirits want you to be addicted so they can feel that pleasure. I'll carry on. Um, amongst many ancient races, this fact was acknowledged and studied as well as many branches of the occult sciences which we of the 19th century have grown too wise for suits to look into, even to discover, if we can, those germs of truth with which all ages have been blessed and which are worth disinterring from the mass of rubbish in which succeeding generations of men have buried them. In fact, we've been told by um, spirits, one of the spirits is Emmanuel, saying that science in, in places like uh, in ancient civilizations that we don't, we have no, you know, kind of memory of Lemuria and Atlantis, where science really was like the science of categorizing spirits, understanding the spirit world, and you know, plus other types of science more like our science, but it was it was really science was different. Science was really the knowledge of the spirit world. And it was very advanced, he said. In fact, ancient Egypt, he says, still has things that we do not understand, that they had been very advanced in their knowledge of the spirit world. I'll carry on. The work upon which I was now engaged will seem no less strange to you than it did at first to me. The great brotherhood of hope was only one of a countless variety of societies which exist in the spirit world for the purpose of giving help to all those who are in need. Their operation are carried on everywhere in all spheres. 
and their members are to be found from the very lowest and darkest spheres to the very highest, which surround the earth and even extend into the spheres of the solar system. They are like immense chains of spirits, the lowest and humblest being, being always helped and protected by those above. And of course, he's right. And part of that is we all have our guardian angels, right? We have mentor spirits, to coin a different phrase. And one of the things we must remember is that when we're incarnated, we think we have a guardian angel. But does that go away when we're a spirit? No. That mentor spirit is always there with us. In fact, one spirit is a very high level, the 10th level of heaven, as denoted by the spirits who talk to the Reverend Jeevao. And there's other ways of denoting the levels of heaven, but they, they use like one to 10 for the levels of, around the levels of heaven around the earth. What he found out is one day he was like, went up to the, this mountain and he saw a person on the other side of kind of, of the ravine. He knew that was his guardian angel. That was the first time he actually physically met his guardian angel. And his guardian angel has been helping him all throughout his life so far. I mean, maybe not from the very beginning, I'm not quite sure, but even when he was a spirit versus when he was an incarnate. So they're always around ready to help. I'll carry on. A message would be sent to the brotherhood that help was required to assist some struggling mortal or unhappy spirit. And such as one of the brothers was thought to be most fit would be sent to help. Such a one of us would be sent as had in his own earth life yielded to a similar temptation and then suffered all the bitter consequences and remorse for his sin. So a lot of us like alcoholics and ominous is probably how they got their inspiration is you had people who had suffered from other things like that and they help others because who else can communicate to that person better than one who's gone through the same circumstances? Often the man or woman had to be helped, had unconsciously sent out an inspiration, aspiration for help. This is a prayer. Let me just talk about that. All our prayers are analyzed. They may be answered in a way we think they should be, or they may be answered in a way we have no idea. They may be answered in a life from now, two lives from now. Everything is analyzed. And you don't have to say, oh, I pray. You can just say, oh, you know, I really need to understand this. I really want this to be better. And um, that, will, that will be like a prayer. Carry on. Often the man or woman to be helped had unconsciously sent out an aspiration for help and strength to resist temptation. And that of itself was a prayer, which would be heard in the spirit world as a cry from Earth's children that appealed to all in the spirit world who had been themselves Earth's sons and daughters. Or it might be that some spirit to whom the struggling one was very dear would seek for help on their behalf and would thus appeal for us to come to their aid. And again, this is done a lot. Is you'll have family members or good friends in the spirit world will be watching your progress. And as you fail or have difficulties, they'll ask other spirits to help. It's a lot like Earth. The more friends you have, the more resources you can you can you can, you know, ask to help you on your behalf. Our task would be to follow and control the ones we desired to help till the temptation had been overcome. We would identify ourselves so closely with the mortal that for the time we actually shared his life, his thoughts, everything. And during this dual state of existence, we ourselves often suffered most keenly, both from our anxiety for the man whose thoughts became almost as our own, and from the fact that his anxieties were as ours. 
while in thus going over again a chapter in our past lives, we endured all the sorrow, remorse, and bitterness of the past time. He, on his side, felt, though not in so keen a degree, the sorrowful state of our mind, and where the control was very complete and the more mortal highly sensitive, he would often fancy that things we had done must have been done by himself, either in some former forgotten stage of existence or else seen in some vivid dream they could scarcely recall. This controlling or overshadowing of a mortal by an immortal is used in many ways, and those who foolishly make themselves liable to it either by a careless evil life or by seeking in a frivolous spirit of mere curiosity to reach out mysteries too deep for their shallow minds to fathom, often find to their cost that the low spirits who haunt the earth plane, and even those from much lower spheres, this is very true, he's telling you, can obtain so great a hold over mortal that at last he becomes a mere puppet in their hands, whose body they can use at will. Many a weak-willed man and woman who in pure surroundings would lead only good and pure lives are drawn by evil surroundings into sins for which they are but partly responsible. Now, let me stop there for a second. Now, spiritism, we believe in communication with spirits. Now, I know the Catholic Church says that many evangelical Christians say, don't talk to spirits. And there is logic in that, right? Because just as what he said, if you are not ready to communicate with spirits, they can fool you, they can influence you, they can obsess you, and they can use you as a puppet, just as he said, Alan Kardec said that. So in spiritism, they have very trained people. And if you're interested in meditating, trying to communicate with spirits, do your study and homework first. Read the book of mediums by Alan Kardec. Read in the domain of mediumship by Andre Louise. Get yourself Read about Spiritism first by Alan Kardec. Understand Spiritism. Understand that there are many levels of spirits. What are the levels of spirits? Understand that some spirits will try and obsess you. Some spirits will try to and appear intelligent and wise, but actually aren't. And as Alan Kardec said, the more you talk, the more they will expose themselves for what they are. So therefore, those who are interested in becoming mediums, be careful. Study first. Study, try to try to work with other mediums. And in spiritism, they go through a class for a year, and then they, they're in with other mediums for another year. It's a very it's a rigorous process, and it's it's done not to stop you from exploring, but it's it's done to stop you from being harmed, it's just as he said, by these inferior spirits that will put you on the wrong road. It it, it does come with danger, and therefore I certainly understand the admission to be careful. I'll carry on. Sins for which indeed those controlling spirits have thus made use of these weak mortals will be held responsible as well as the mortal sinner himself. For thus tempting and using another's organism, those evil spirits will have to render a terrible account since they have been doubly guilty in sinning themselves and in dragging down another soul with them. They sink themselves to a depth from which many years and in some balances some instances, many centuries of suffering cannot free them. In my work, I've had to act the part of controlling spirit many times, but I was sent to do so only in order that I might impress the mortal with a sense of the terrible consequences of yielding to sin, and also that I might, when not actually controlling the mortal myself, act as guard and watchman to protect him from the control of the wandering, tempting spirits of the earth plane. 
My work was to raise the barrier of my strong will force against theirs and to keep them back so they could not come sufficiently in rapport with my charge to control him. So I believe it's not completely clear because in the higher spirits, they will never uh, go against your free will. But they will try to stop other spirits from influencing you, and they will send you inspiration saying, that's eh, not a good idea. They'll send you dreams, signs, and signals. They'll inspire other people to, to talk to you. They'll do everything they can to try and get you off that wrong path. And that's why if you are on the wrong path and you keep seeing your friends tell you something like, that's not a good idea, you have dreams like, I think I'm going down the wrong path, then it's time to reanalyze your situation and stop what you're doing. And the main thing, in, in the physical world, always filter everything through your conscience, right? Your conscience and your instincts are sent, are always implanted in every physical being. And those are, those are accumulations of our past lives. So our conscience is built up, our instincts are built up from life to life. You may not have the memories of direct events, but you have the conscience and instincts. If, however, he had, I'll keep reading. He allowed himself to be already controlled by these lower spirits. They would still be able to protect, project their thoughts and suggestions to him, though they did so with difficulty. Although I did not know it at the time, and believe that believe that upon myself would rest the responsibility of keeping safe those I was sent to guard, I was only the last link in a long chain of spirits who were helping, all helping at the same time. This, he had higher spirits that knew what was going on. And again, spiritism tells us this, that the higher spirits will, will use lower spirits to help them on their jobs. And this is someone who say, okay, I'm going to use Francesco to help this guy. And, you know, I will supply as I need to, but I'll get him to do, you know, the journeyman work. Each spirit was a step in advance of the one below him, and each had to strengthen and help the one below him should he faint or fail in his task. My part was also intended to be a lesson to myself in self-denial and the sacrifice of my own comfort that I might help another. My condition as a spirit on the earth plane made me of use, seeing that I could oppose a material force of will against those tempting spirits in an atmosphere where a more refined spirit would have been unable to penetrate. Now, that's not true. He, the, the more refined spirit could penetrate anything, but they would restrain themselves to be as definite in restraining the other spirit. Um, most probably, I don't know yet because I haven't read this, this part yet, he probably actually said, no, spirit, you're not allowed to do that. I'm stopping you from tempting that person. Whereas the higher spirit would try to reason with the spirit trying to obsess that person, try to do favors for that spirit. Say, can I help you here? Why are you know you don't need to obsess this person? Let's, let's talk about why you're says, Can I solve the problem that you are having? It would have been a different approach. It would have been a more loving, consoling approach. Whereas Francesca was more of a security guard type approach. Okay. Um, and I, as one of the earthbound myself, could come in rapport with the mortal more closely than a more advanced spirit would have been able to do. Now, in rapport, probably, yes, as far as being on the same plane of intellectual thinking and, and, and what you know that stimulates you or not. I had, by means of dream, when he slept in constant haunting thoughts while he waked, 
to impress upon the mind of the man I controlled what my experience had been, to make him feel all the terrible sufferings of remorse, remorse and fear, all the loathing of himself through which I had passed and through which I had passed again in bitter agony of soul while thus recalling them. All my feelings were transformed transferred to his mind till he might truly have said he was haunted by all the terrible possibilities of his meditated sins. Over this particular phase of my experiences, I shall not dwell longer now, since it is one familiar to many on the side of the life. I will but say that I returned from my mission with the consciousness that I had saved many others from the pitfalls into which I had fallen, and thereby had atoned in part for my own sins. Several times I was sent upon such missions, and each time returned successful. And here I must pause to say that if my progress in the spirit world had been so rapid as to surprise most who knew of my first condition on entering it, and if again and again resisted all the temptations that befell me, the credit is not so much due to myself as to the wonderful help and comfort that was given to me by the constant and unvarying love of her who is indeed my good angel and his image ever came between me and all harm. When all others might have pleaded to me in vain, I ever hearkened to hear her voice and turn aside. Of course, that's the one we love, who's still in the physical plane. When I was not helping someone yet in the earth body, I was sent to work amongst the unhappy spirits of the earth plane who were still wandering in the darkness, even if I had even as I had at first done. And to them I went as one of the great brotherhood of hope, bearing in my hand the tiny starlight light that the symbol of that order, its rays would dispel the darkness around me, and I would see poor unhappy spirits crouching on the ground, two or three together, or sunk in helplessness, misery in some corner by themselves, too hopeless, too unhappy to heed everything, anything. To them, it was my work to point out how they could either be taken to such a house of hope as the one in which I had been, or in other cases, how they might be trying to help others around them, help themselves and earn the gratitude of those who were even more hopeless than themselves. To each poor suffering soul, a different balm of healing would be given, for each had known a different experience, and each had a different cause for his sins. So, we have, let's talk about the house of hope for a second, the brotherhood of hope. So this, you know, many people think of heaven as completely controlled by God, but actually the heavens around the earth are controlled by Jesus Christ and his spirit ministers. But they don't control every little thing. They analyze their prayers. They'll send information to different people. But you have like NGOs, non-government organizations, like the brotherhood of hope that will go through and help people. You have people that will create little way stations in the lower zone, or even the dark abyss that will help spirits that, that spent decades and decades of helping spirits on their own. And they built up like little colonies and then they would be given more and more help from other spirits. And then the, the spirits that they help would stay in those colonies. So you can create your own organization of service if you want. In the book, Memoirs of a Suicide, the, uh, the Mary of Nazareth organization helped suicides. They did all sorts of other things. But there was just one of Camilo Bronco was the, the main person, the spirit who committed suicide and was helped in the, the Mary of Nazareth hospital. It's this huge complex, like this big city in the lower zone, had a hospital, had colleges. They brought spirits in to talk to people, to give concerts. 
all sorts of things to educate them. And when they went back to the spirit world, well, first, before they went back to the spirit world, they planned their next incarnation, their trials and tribulations. They tracked their progress. And when they were done with that life, they came back and they analyzed and seen what they needed to do next. It was a full service organization. Full service for what? Why we're on earth. We're on earth to modify our character and personality for the good, to rip out our primitive emotions and to become a better person. So that is the end of chapter five, which I hope uh, everyone enjoyed. I, I mean, I, this is a, a wonderful book. I, I love these books. And thank heavens, many people, in fact, most of these books that I found, people have um, sent to me either on uh, Messenger or emailed me. You can email me on my site, nwspiritism.com, on the Contact Me button on the right-hand navigation side. And and I, I love these books because I like to see what they have in common with spiritism, with most of them have much in common. They may have different semantics, right? But for basically, Spiritism not only explains what they see, but actually dives deeper into what they see and gives the, the, the processes and procedures behind what they detect in the spirit world. Now, if you really want to explore more about heaven, the lower zone, the dark abyss, which he calls the hell of purgatory, I suggest you read my book, Heaven and Below, Book One of Spiritism, The Spirit World Revealed to an Anglican Vicar. And in it, I really talk about these zones. And then book two is Spirits in the Spirit Universe, all about the attributes of the spirit. Because when Francesco talks about these higher spirits and what they can do, he doesn't really have a full understanding saying, well, you know, he couldn't withstand that. Well, no, the higher spirit can conform him or herself to whatever environment below what their level is. So they can, in, they either can be seen, they may not be seen, but overall they're just, so, so powerful that if they didn't want a spirit to, let's say they want a, a obsessing spirit to obsess a certain person, there'd be no contest. Absolutely none. They would run away in fear. In fact, there was a scene where the spirit goes in uh, helping someone in the very low levels of dark abyss. And this one guy who was put into the dark abyss, he was a physician, but not a nice person. And he was going to hit a woman. And the spirit was kind of watching him and the woman. And as he had his hand up, right, to hit the woman, like he couldn't move. And she said, no, you're not touching him. And like he was just like a five-year-old to an adult. There was just no contest. And, you know, it goes, well, in his mind, he thought, well, he's this tiny little angelic woman. How can she be so powerful? Well, she is because she's a high spirit. It doesn't make a difference if you're, if you're physically big. It's it's your spiritual maturity. It's your your spiritual level denotes the force of your will and the power that you have. And that's why we're on Earth, right? Is to is to mature spiritually and have that power in the grow. Because eventually, you got the power to create Earths and control races and cultures. So anyway, I want to thank everyone for being with me, and say God bless.